So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 10, Episode 16 of 90 Day Fiancé. In this episode, Sophie cries a lot trying to get Rob to apologize, Clayton gets angry about the bachelorette party stripper, a hurricane threatens Ashley's entire life plan, Jasmine picks out a wedding dress, and Sam converts to Islam and marries Citra. If you watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup K, where we're covering the current season of Life After Lockup. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Um, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, we have you know, things are moving towards. My, I'm getting excited for lacrosse season to start soon. And oh gosh, I don't know if I'm that excited. For, I mean, I like the springtime and I like that it gets warmer. But your lacrosse season usually means we have a crazy hectic, hectic yes uh, recording schedule. I don't, have, I don't have the schedule yet, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be. And I'm sure we're getting all these like mild days. Like it's been uh-huh. like the 50s, 60s, which is pretty good for here in um, February. So I'm sure March is all going to be like freezing every single day. It's going to be awful. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about another couple that is concerned about the weather, and that is Ashley Emanuel. So Ashley Emanuel are video calling his mom. She asks that they respect, love, and adore each other, and she wishes that she could be there. Manuel says that he wishes they could have gotten married with his family, and everyone starts crying. He says he wishes they could share their happiness with his kids. Manuel's mom says it hurts her heart not being able to be there. Even though it was a sad call, Ashley was really happy that she was included because previously Manuel would have had this conversation in private. Later, the wedding guests are just hanging out in the living room in their big Airbnb when Armando, the wedding planner, calls. He tells him that the forecast says that there's a tropical storm and having the venue on the beach will put their guests at risk. Ashley isn't from Florida, so she didn't have any idea that hurricane season could derail the wedding. No one offers any kind of solutions, but her sister Crystal just says that they can't speak what ifs into existence, which then leads Ashley Mm -hmm. uh, telling us about how the date means something astrologically. And it also happens to be on day 89 of their 90 days. Talk about procrastinating. So they can't postpone the wedding. Ashley says that they have to get married on the beach at 530 p.m. because there is no other option and her world would implode on itself. Her world would implode on itself. I don't even know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. It's stupid. Anyways, Ashley starts crying, saying she's never worked harder for anything in her life. All right. So, I mean, let's say there is a tropical storm. I mean, you can't get married on the beach at 530 p.m. and be that insistent on it. Heard this lady being like, the position of the moon in Pisces is so important to me that I will die on that beach to get married oh on it. Gosh. And that's insane. That is insane. The timing of it, does that have anything to do with the location of it? No, no. So that's stupid. Like, just get married inside the house. Just it's get fine. married inside. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know which kind of crazy wedding planner she has that planned an outdoor wedding that has no backup plan for yeah, if the weather right? is bad. Like, has he planned a wedding before? He's in I Florida. Know. Like, I understand that she's not from Florida and she right. didn't understand. But I feel like she's also the kind of person who would be like, if it was like, all right, well, we're going to get married in the beach, but here's the building we're going to go to. 
if it rains or if we can't do it outside. Right, and right. she would think, I can't do that because that's going to that's gonna manifest it into being and it's definitely going to rain and we'll have to go inside then. So obviously <laughs> we can't do that. She's like – it literally was like, I have no plan B. And it's not even – I'm not even blaming it on, oh, I didn't know it was in Florida in hurricane season. It's like it can always rain everywhere. Right. Like, <laughs> always. There's always a possibility of bad weather. Um and so especially- – I don't think I had a plan B. I mean I think we just hoped that because it rained a week before that we were just like, oh, it probably won't rain. We'd have just gone inside the house. I don't even think that would have been an option. I think we just huddled under the tent. The tent. I mean like you would yeah. get in the tent. Yes. Yes. You were <laughs> at a place that had at least covering right yeah. there for it, yeah. right? We could have gone in the tent. That's right. But like this is just – I don't know. It, it's It's – she she annoys me so much with right. because it's not even like Florida. A, I know you're not from Florida and it's not hurricane season, right? First of all, hurricane season is like May to November. It's forever. Mm-hmm. It's like most of the year it's hurricane yeah. season. And second of all, it doesn't even have to be hurricane season. I haven't been to Florida that much, but I know every afternoon in the summer it rains. Every single afternoon it rains in Florida. Like it just always does. So the idea that like she had nothing for this and not only did she have nothing for this, but the idea if they just have to skip it and freaking, I mean, worst case scenario is they literally get married in the Airbnb, just the two of them, right? Because it's day 89, because it's this thing, they'll have their party later. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. And she's sitting here saying like, if this doesn't happen, I will die. I will literally die. My world will implode. It will be like a black hole. Suck the entire earth into existence if I don't get married on that beach tomorrow. And oh it's my like, gosh. You she's are so very dramatic. dramatic. Like, yeah, so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. They're still alive. It's fine. They're still alive. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. I was like, oh, my goodness. So uh, let's talk. Oh, let's talk Gino and Jasmine, right? So the wedding's getting closer and rather than just wrapping Jasmine in a blanket like she suspected he might, Gino is actually taking her to get a dress. So, of course, he's learned his lesson from the BBL and make sure that he's cutting a check directly to the boutique and going with her and not just giving her money. Um, So she she says that it's unusual coming – having your fiancé come but he's her only ride and the only credit card. So she really doesn't have much of a choice here. <laughs> so Jasmine tells the shop ladies initially that she wants a that she initially wanted a black dress. She we had that. They all laugh. But then Gino brings up the budget, which he hopes to get for a thousand dollars. And they all just make eyes at him, being like, Yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> no, you're not getting that for no. Um, Jasmine tells him that it's an unreasonable budget, but Eric and the shop lady, especially because they're in like they're not like in a David's bridal, they're in a like boutique. Yeah. This shop lady just rolls with it, being like we can work something out. Um, and so Jasmine goes to the back and Gino tries to open champagne and fails miserably, shoots the cork across the room, spills champagne all over the floor. Um, and then we see her Jasmine talking about what kind of dress she wants. She says she wants to be a princess or a mermaid or both, but a goddess and wants to wow Gino. So the first dress, Gino thinks is pretty, but he asks, asks pretty quickly and it costs how much? And it's $3,000. <laughs> so all of a sudden he doesn't like it. So he worries about blowing their whole budget for the wedding on this dreading dress. He's like, we have a strict budget. Because remember, he quit his job. Like, it, it, yeah. yeah. There's a reason they have a budget. He's just not being a cheapskate. So um, Jasmine comes out in the second dress and is like, I love it. It's great. I can't imagine it, blah, blah, blah. And of course, it's $5,000. So 
She said, she didn't know that when I turned it on, but I'm in love with it. Please, please, please. Um, so the women at the shop say they tried hard to keep both parties happy. And then she tries on a third dress. And I, they're like, I've covered enough of these that there's always three. There's always three <laughs> dresses. Like it's all they they fall they love the third dress. She loves it. She says it shows off her attributes. Attributes in this case meaning her fake boobs. <laughs> and turns out that this dress is a floor sample, so they can sell it to them for two thousand dollars. So win winner. So then afterward, Gina was singing the praises of the Michigan summer weather. Weather. She's like, she's like, see, great. Michigan's great in the summer. And she's like, yes, two months for two months. <laughs> it's great. The rest of it's butt. Uh, so they're going to look for look for a wedding venue that fits their budget, and it's a place Gino's actually kind of looked at before, and he, he he liked it. So Jasmine says their ideas of dream weddings are quite different. She wants to just elope under some palm trees with just her and Coco and the dog and, and Gino, and uh, he wants something that has a 1920s theme because then he can get away with wearing a fedora. Oh, God. So the place – they go to it has it's definitely a farmhouse. It's like a place that has multiple barns. Like this is our seventy-five person barn. This is our hundred and fifty person barn. Like lots of barns. Um, so they they're going to be in the seventy-five person barn. So seeing the place actually gives Jasmine. She was like kind of like not sold on it, and then she saw it and was like, oh, this is like a museum. It's so pretty. I love it. It's great. Um, but she's not going to let uh, Gino off easy and th- make him think he just picked something great. She's going to give him a little bit of a hard time. So Anna, the event planner, says the venue will take care of mostly of all the things, setting up the tables and things like that. And the cost could range anywhere from $5,000 to $35,000, depending on how many guests they have and the details of what they all get included. So Jasmine is okay with this place. So now they got a place. They got she's got a dress. And the only thing holding things up now is Gino's family and how much they hate her. So mm-hmm. is she's kind of worried that they're going to ruin their special day. Like just come out in the wedding day. I object to this gold digger marrying my nephew type stuff. So Gino tries to tell her that it, we're not going to do that. It's just a celebration. There's not going to be tough questions or accusations. Uh, but she wants reassurances that if, if anything did happen, Gino would stand up for her. So that means we're going to have one more session with Gino's family. Everybody's there except for Tony and Lori, which seems like, was kind of the important people to have because weren't they the ones who gave her the most, the hardest time when they first yeah. met? Yeah. So they're not going to be able to make it. So uh, you're not going to be able to hash things out with them. And that's kind of the point of this whole dinner is to have everybody to hash everything out. So she kind of starts the dinner by saying that she's there for the right reasons and what's it going to take to get them to accept her. And I guess uh, she knows that crying works with Gino. So she starts crying here too. And, and there's, does take over his family because they're all like, oh, no, no, don't cry. We love you. We love you. Actually, you're awesome. We had our suspicions before, but now you're great and you're our family. And yay, we're not going to say anything bad. Um, so that's more or less what happens. Um, so they say they're going to be nice to Jasmine from now, but they all poke fun at Gino because they're like, we didn't believe that you could be in it for the right reasons because look at you and look at him. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> so – now, hopefully, we're, like we talked about before we started recording this, we have – this is the episode of moving to resolution so we can get married next time, right? Right, right. I really get annoyed with production when they cut things in a way that make it look very misleading. And yeah. And that about- really made me mad mm-hmm. about this dinner. They cut it in a way where it sounded like they were being super judgmental of yep. Jasmine and her bikini pics. And they were like, it's just not normal, kind of making it seem like that's what they were trying to say about. Right. And this, to be fair, this, to be fair, was when you had the with the coming up on. 
right? Yes. The next yes. time on coming up on, it was yep. just like, and we saw those bikini pics and that's just not normal. And it was right. like, yeah, yeah. That's sure. not what happened at <laughs> all. She basically, they were saying like, you know, someone dating Gino, that's just not normal. <laughs> and then in a, in a separate you know, thread, they say, oh, yeah, and we just weren't really sure because we saw your bikini pics and, you know. Like, well, that was the first could... thing we saw about you. Well, he didn't know right. anything about you except bikini pics. Right. Yeah. And how could someone like that be into someone <laughs> like Gino? And it's really like that. If anything, they were like complimenting her bikini pics, you know, rather than being judgmental. So I get really mad when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they I guess it's stirring up a little bit of drama, but. Yeah, it, that I, I thought the same thing. I was like, that wasn't anything like what they made it sound like. This is yeah. just all like a freaking love fest. Like, so. Right, right. Definitely was. Now, what, what annoyed me about this situation was the wedding dress shopping part because <laughs> it really, really bothered me when you have these two. First of all, I knew what she meant. Like we had the we had the lady who works in the store and he was like, here's my budget. And she's like, oh, well, we'll figure something out. And I knew when she said it that we'll figure something out meant we're going to get your wife to get you to get that price up. Like, right. like that's what they meant by we'll work something out. They didn't mean we'll get you something you can afford. They meant we're going to wear you down. And so like when they brought her out in the $3,000 dress and he was like, that's just too much. I can't afford that. Why did they put her in a $5,000 dress? Yeah, I think like those kind of sneaky sales tactics are why people prefer an online shopping experience yes, in general. 100%. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of sad that, you know, it's like you're going to lose out on business because you've got these and like it's just not people don't like that. They don't like feeling pressured by salespeople. Mm -hmm. And they don't like I don't like I don't like being shown something that, you know, I can't afford. I told you I couldn't afford, but you're going to try to get me to buy it anyway because you're going to get me to fall in love with it before before you tell me what the price is. Yeah. Like that's no, I, I that's the kind of shop that I walk out of immediately. I'd be like, take off the dress, we're leaving. Like, we're yeah. done. I'm done here. You're not getting my money. But I'm also an asshole when it comes to being sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just and I, I would think that people would recognize, like salespeople would recognize that you know their biggest competition is like online shopping, and then really think about why. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, like, sure, it's uh, it's about convenience, but I think there are a lot of people who would much rather prefer to see something in person to try it on. And there are people who would like I I, I totally understand the expertise that somebody else has Mm -hmm. over that thing about the dress, about the quality of the dresses, about what styles are and things like that. Yeah, It's, it's a big knowledge gap there for sure. I don't know. And so when I if I'm shopping for something like that online. I don't necessarily know what I'm looking for and I could use advice. Yeah. But if I feel like your advice is spend more money, then I'm I'm not comfortable with that, right? Yeah. And I also think people like to browse and peruse without like somebody looking over their shoulder. Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a quick like, okay, you just check in with me if you have any questions, but right. yeah, I don't like that feeling. Yeah, just I feeling as somebody's watching me look at stuff. I'm just like, I don't know. I feel judged. I feel judged. Get out of here. One time I went into a sex shop and the person was all up in my business. Like, if you have any questions, then they were kind of like lurking. And I was like, this is the last place. This is not where I need. Yes. (laughs) That you need to be like, you know, trying to be like that customer service person. I need space. You need a backup. I mean, generally, I've, you know, in those places I get 
I definitely get the, hey, how are you? We'll be over here if you have any questions. Oh, God. Because... I, yeah, I needed that to be happening because I was just like, you're making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> that is that is a very uncomfortable place to be. Like, like, yeah. see, you're looking at the colors I'm picking up. What are you doing? Like, what are you paying attention to here? Like... <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh Maybe let's, speaking of awkward, let's move on to Citra and Sam. So Citra and Sam are standing in the yard trying to plan out the logistics of the wedding that's supposed to be happening the next day. I'm like, what? Okay. All right. (laughs) So Citra says she's stressed and she's breaking out. Sam wants to assure Citra that he's not just in this marriage thing for sex, but he is very excited about the sex. Citra is kind of scared and doesn't really know what to expect. Later, they are getting dressed in their traditional clothes, and Citra's dad, Herman, is trying to show Sam how to pray properly. They kind of, the family, kind of laugh at Sam's inflexibility because he can't really just, like, kneel and get his, like, feet to tuck up under him. Mm -hmm. So he says that Asians are small, so they can just ball up easily. They tell him he will have to get used to it because Sam will be praying five times a day. Herman asks uh, to talk to Sam privately through Google Translate, and Citra is nervous of what her dad has to say. Herman asks if Sam is ready, and Herman asks him to take care of Citra and love and cherish her until he dies. Sam, on the other hand, is kind of frustrated with Google Translate. He says it's like talking to a brick wall. But he at least can get the general idea of what is trying to be said, even if the translation's kind of weird. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Sam softens Herman's heart by saying that uh, Herman and Citra's mom are a perfect example of what him and Citra are striving to be. Herman gives his blessing to Sam and tells us that he will just have to accept their marriage. Sam says that he doesn't actually know how much uh, know that much about Islam, and he's worried that something could go wrong with the com- conversion. He doesn't want to bring shame to the family and thinks that he could still lose Citra if this conversion thing doesn't work out. Later, they all head to the mosque for the conversion. Citra says it just all feels unreal, and Sam wonders if she believed that any of this would happen and that he would convert. She says, yeah. Sam wants his parents to be there for the conversion, even if they don't agree with it. Herman is helping Sam get ready, which includes wudu, which is the washing ceremony. As soon as Sam is done, he sits next to Citra's sister, Nafa, and like kind of brushes up on her by accident. She tells him not to touch her. And Herman tells Sam that he can't touch women and will have to do wudu again. Uh, Sam's dad arrives and Sam is kind of surprised his dad showed up and his dad says that he understands how difficult it is to be somewhere without family support. Sam's dad also tells us that he finds all religions interesting, even though he is atheist. Sam walks to the front of the service to make his declaration. He is feeling stage fright as Herman and Citra have phones out to document this conversion. Sam is asked uh, to read... Oh, if he's read about their religion and he affirms it, which I'm just like, "Mm, did you though? They asked him like, just do you know the five pillars? Did you look at them? Did you look at the five pillars? We're good. He then repeats the Shahada and uh, Citra thinks that it's because she practiced with him that he did so well. Then Sam tells us that you can't fake the conversion because it's too hard. And I was like, Uh, I did not. I don't agree with that statement. It sounded like you just said yes and repeated words back. So I was like, (laughs) that seems pretty easy to me. Uh, So uh, then uh, 
they start their wedding ceremony where Herman is asked for his blessing again in front of everyone and he gives it and Sam feels accepted and Herman sheds some tears because he is very happy. At least that's what he says. Mm-hmm. All right. So how long do you think until this couple's pregnant? Oh, three months. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Conspiracy theory, but... I feel like she's pregnant already in this either that or she is not wearing a very flattering um, top. She's mm-hmm. wearing that magenta top in the interviews. Yeah. Which, and we kind of know the interviews are taken kind of at the end. The right, ones that right, are like right. the, the nice. I mean, you can obviously tell the ones that they do the interviews like the day of or on the fly sure. off to the side because they're wearing the same things. But in her like in their fancy interview, I was like, do I see a bit of a bump? Yeah, or is she just living in America and eating American food and getting fat? I don't know. (laughs) Well, okay, like, but that's the thing. I think, like, baby bumps look different than people who are fat. Now, not all the time. Sure. But for the most part, especially if you're kind of on the smaller side, like Citra, like, it's not all going to be concentrated in a baby bump. Yeah, I would go one way, not the other way, because I would say – if it looks more like a baby bump, then it's probably a baby bump and not fat. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen pregnant people who got fat everywhere, like who gained weight all over. Oh, sure, not sure. I'm not, stomach, I'm not right? saying that's not possible, but I'm I'm just saying. I say got fat. Got fat's the wrong way to put it. Get, put on put on their weight everywhere. Like, right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like this couple, like they're going to be at the tell all, and they'll be like. Yeah. Mm. We're pregnant. I mean, oh no, I could see it. I could totally see him being pregnant at the thing at the at the tell all with the bang bang part. Because that's how she described it. I'm a little nervous about the bang bang part. But I could also, yeah, see like, yeah, we definitely haven't done that yet. For sure. Nervous about that. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I I kind of wonder too. Like, it seems like everybody lies about that, right? Right. To save religious face. It is to save religious face. But it also is like, I feel like it's less likely like if it was just a oh we, we've been dating forever we're not sure when we're getting married but we're saving ourselves so that, that tends to go away if it's mm-hmm. like dude we're getting married in two weeks we'll just do it then like then I could see it I could see them being able to wait two weeks mm-hmm. you know because they didn't even wait the, they're not waiting the full ninety days they, like, no like, they're not it's like a week and a half yeah if that. yeah so I, I I feel like they could power through that and keep the keep it all keep it all together right. but I mean if you don't but I also could see like yeah. Like if we get pregnant now, it's the calendar. Nobody's gonna be able to tell the calendar. We'll just say it happened the first day we got married, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just say it's a a preemie. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it's like because because the because the 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 timing of the pregnancy is the date since your last period. So whether it happened like three days after it or twelve days after it doesn't matter. That's when you that's when they marked the baby from. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's only a week. Not yeah. they would really notice yeah. over a week, right? And uh, yeah, so there, there's that. But that we had the translator thing here, which was not. It didn't. It wasn't as hilarious as the, when we had the translator egg. With, no, with June. no, it was more just a bad translation. It was just a bad time. translation. Like I'm not sure what you're saying. It wasn't like the other one where it was actively saying the opposite of what they were trying to right. say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had that, but like, yeah, I. I it's, I don't know, fine. It's that whole thing. Once we get to the weddings, it starts getting boring because it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, although I'm with you, though. I feel like I could fake it. I could I could 
certainly fake it fake to get a conversion? through the ceremony. Yeah, to get oh, through a 100%. ceremony. For sure. I don't like, think he read anything. There wasn't a test. I was faking a conversion. I would have like facts and figures memorized. But I'd be this like, the thing yeah, is, it's unnecessary. Go. I got all this stuff. Like, you know for sure he doesn't know anything. He just like literally rolled up. He made, she made a, made a brief synopsis of the religion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like, as we actually talked about <laughs> on our Love After Lockup, Catholic confirmation came up. It's not like that. Like there's a freaking pop quiz during confirmation, man. Like, the, yeah. like that's what I'm. That's the kind of religious ceremony I'm used to. Oh, you want in? Tell me the seven sacraments. Go. You name them. Like ah, like that. <laughs> so I expected more than that. Can he even have to like re- recite them or tell me what it was? The hashahara, yes, that you practice. But it was like, and you uh, like looked at the book, right? And he was like, yeah, totally, totally looked at the book. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Right, there's no follow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of like that Simpsons episode where uh, Apu is pretending that Marge is his wife, and the two Bart and Lisa are his uh-huh. kids. And Apu's mom is like, uh, "Oh, so you know about our religion?" And they're like, "As long as there's no follow up questions, <laughs> yes." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's go on. Well, I have. Speaking of awkward people that are moving towards things, I have Clayton and Annalie. So mm. it is the day before the wedding and Clayton is making we- – what is it with this guy and making weird noises? He makes the most bizarre noise. I thought the same thing. It was like you're not chirping. imitating your guinea pigs. He was like Do chirping you while he was working pig? out. I don't know what he was doing. But he I was working know. out and like chirping is the best thing I can come up with, right? Yeah. Like what are you doing? Um, Weird. So they, they finally got the officiant and the makeup stylist nailed down. So now everything seems like it's ready to go. Annalie is a little bit confused when she comes outside as to why he waited until the last day before the wedding to start working out. Because um, he's like, I'm going to drop 10 kilos today. He was joking about that. He did not actually <laughs> yeah. think he was going to drop 10 kilos. Um, then they talk about their respective parties. And Annalie immediately comes clean about there being a stripper at her party. So Clayton looks pretty upset about it. And But Annalie blames Brandy since she paid for it and all. And it's not like, you know, she didn't lie to Clayton at all. She like literally the next day and I'm telling you about it. <laughs> so Annalie says that, you know, she tried to shoo him away. But Clayton is like really upset. But at the end, you accepted it, didn't you? You accepted it. Um, I'm really upset. About it. I need to know how much you did. Like did the stripper, did he touch you? Uh, it, it was a whole like thing. So she's like, I don't know. What's the solution here? And he just – Keeps walking around and like telling her, oh, I'm just, I'm just so upset. I can't believe, I can't believe you would betray me like that. So at this point, she's kind of pissed. Now it's her turn to be pissed. She's like, why are you accusing me of things? So she's walk. he thinks she's going to leave. She's like, gets her suitcase out from under the bed. So he follows her into the room and she leaves the room again. It's very much just like a cat and mouse game they're playing. And he calls Brandy mm-hmm. and cusses her out for a while um, and starts to get like smarty assy with her. Like I think. The way the conversation went here was him, she, Brandy says, well, you should just go hug her and tell her everything's going to be okay. And he's like, well, I don't want to do that. And then um, she was like, well, fine. Like, I'm just trying to give you solutions. And he's like, and I'm just responding to them like conversations work because that's a conversations work, dummy. Um, very, very smart assy. Anyway, so after all of Clayton's jealous anger, Annalie not feeling so great about getting married tomorrow. Because she said he kind of is always like this. And he, when he acts like this, it makes her want to go back to Peru and forget all of this. 
So after a little bit of searching, Clayton finds her and does and hugs her and tells her everything's going to be all right. Which, if you remember, like ten seconds ago when I was talking, is exactly what Brandy told him to do, <laughs> and he didn't want to do. So Clayton sits down and says he's more angry at the party than at her, even though he's not really clear about her level of active participation with this stripper. Very important <laughs> to him is her level of active participation with this stripper. Oh, he's going to be mad. Emily mostly just wants this conversation to be over and also to not have to come back to this topic over and over again for years at a time because she feels like this is a conversation that's going to be revisited forever, all the time. So he says he wants to know the details, but, you know, that just means he's going to keep asking her the same questions over and over, which is exactly the problem. So – he says he needs the details to calm his mind, but they can come back to this conversation at a different time, which is literally what she told him she did not want to do. <laughs> but she was like, let's just get this conversation finished with now. And he was like, oh, we'll finish it later. Anyway, so now she thinks the best move for her is to sleep in a different room tonight. So Clayton doesn't want some dumb stripper to break them up and doesn't seem to understand why she even needs time and space to think. She's really scaring him right here. Okay, so we have this whole conversation. Who was the worst actor here? Was it was Clayton on the, more at fault? Was Annalie more at fault? Uh, I don't know. I think they're both like, I don't know. Why is he getting so jealous? And that scares me. Yes, it was. But the, and the thing I thought uh, to me when I said it's like, I actually I, I feel like I recognize that jealousy. Like I have felt that kind of jealousy myself when I was 15. Yes. <laughs> Like yeah. that is something you're supposed to get over by, by at his age. Like it's that first – but that's because this is his first girlfriend, right? He doesn't know how – he doesn't have that all together in the world, his brain fully developed because it just seemed really, really juvenile to me to be jealous of this, jealous over this. Yeah. Um, it just – yeah. I don't understand why he was getting so upset. Um, and it really scares me because not that, you know, she's going to have strippers in her face all the time. Right. But I think it, they definitely live in a bubble right now mm -hmm. where she doesn't have any kind of interaction with any man. And so it scares me that if he's getting this crazy about a stripper who really like that's his job, you know, yeah. I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. strippers that are unprofessional and, you know, would cross lines. Fine, whatever. But this is this dude's job. Like and she was in on the party bus with them the whole in front of everybody, everybody the whole else time. is there yeah. yeah so it's just like i don't get like you know what's gonna happen when she's with another guy like a co-worker she's gonna eventually have to work yeah. you know she's probably not gonna be working remote that doesn't seem like what she would want to do it doesn't seem like her thing so you know what is she gonna do what is he gonna do when all of a sudden she's outside of the bubble that he has created for them mm -hmm. and she's making friends has guy friends like i just feel like this is a red flag for her you know, right. and she said that she yeah. can't live like this. Well, this is like a dumb stripper incident, right? It's like short lived. She's never going to see the stripper ever again. Like, because he's in Indiana, they're going to go back to Kentucky. It's like not even something that they have to worry about. But it's like that issue is a legit issue. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm saying it. it if it's a situation like this, which is, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. 
not an issue. It's somebody performing a service, he putting on a show for you, right? You that literally paid to put on a show for you would not be there if he was not being paid, right? And and yeah. it's, and and you're and you're to the point of jealousy that you're basically like. I need a detailed report of exactly which body part of yours touched his body part of mine because – and then she's kind of right not to give that because he's like, it's yeah. going to put my mind at ease. And it's like, no, it won't. No, it won't. Right, right. It absolutely will not. Like, A, because like it won't because it never does. The details never no, put your doesn't. mind at ease. But B, because he's not going to like the details. He's going to like, there was a giant pink dick flopping in my face the whole time. What do you want? Like, what do you well, want? Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Like, he is going to see this and I'm worried for her. Like, how is he going to react when he sees the footage of what actually happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it, were you, was she demur enough? Was she, and that's, that's the part that's like, well, did you actively participate? What, what? She didn't blow the stripper. Like, we know that. Right. Like, nobody's accusing her of that. Nobody yeah, said that she happened. was excited about it. Like, okay, but then the other thing is, is I don't understand why she's taking a bunch of selfies. Because if she knows he's going to get all crazy, what is she going to do with those selfies? She's just going to, like, keep them on her phone forever so she can look at it in the yeah, bathroom by yeah. herself. I mean, she you was – but she was she was having fun. But it was it, – I don't know. It seemed like playful fun. It wasn't like she was turned on by the stripper and was oh, like – Oh, no. Like, I didn't mean it like that at all. But I'm just saying, like, what would you do with a selfie if you can't, share like, it. share it? You right. can't mm-hmm. show it in a way where your husband may come across it. You're not show, sharing it on social media. So what's the point? I, I I don't know. I think I don't know. I'm a bad person to ask. I don't take pictures of anything ever. I always I'm, I'm <laughs> equally as bad as you. It's so funny. The people closest to me are all like that. So I have like no pictures of myself. <laughs> I appreciate the acquaintances that I have that are a like little bit pictures? more crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for oh, sure. God. Actually, it gets kind of annoying to me because sometimes they'll be like, Oh, let's try it again. Oh, let's try it. And I'll like, I'll do one retake and then I'm like, nope, I'm out. I'm and good. I like will we literally walk off. <laughs> I've, I've accurately captured how ugly I was today. So let's move on. Great. Like, <laughs> I don't feel bad about walking off. I'm not posing anymore. I'm sorry. Yes, I definitely feel the same way. Um, yeah. But, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it doesn't. I uh, they always. I feel like they always get married. I feel like we're going to have a scare in oh, this God. one. But yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of people yeah. that maybe shouldn't get married, let's talk Sophie and Rob. So Rob has come to pick up Sophie and they hug. They both say they missed each other. Rob says that the issue he thinks, you know, if they're going to summarize their argument was Sophie expressed she wasn't happy in the apartment in front of her mom. And he didn't feel like Sophie was on his side. Rob wonders if Sophie and her mom were just talking shit all night. Sophie says that she has defended Rob. And things weren't too negative. She defends her actions by saying that she was simply being objective and agreed with some of the things her mom was saying about the apartment. She apologizes to Rob for making him feel alone and ganged up on. Sophie also knows, based on experience, that if she doesn't apologize, they just don't move on. Mm. So they arrive at the apartment and Rob makes a sarcastic comment about how Sophie hates it. And Rob isn't ready to let it go quite yet. So he wants to still talk. Rob is trying to make Sophie feel bad for how everything went down. Sophie says she already apologized and she doesn't know what he wants her to do, but she would appreciate an apology for being disrespectful to her her mom. 
Rob says he's sorry that he yelled and said things he didn't want to say, but it was kind of sarcastic and didn't seem very genuine. Sophie is more appreciative of his apology, but then she brings up his petty social media posts aimed at her. Rob starts to deny, but Sophie then rattles off a bunch of examples. And Rob says that he posted all that stuff because it was relatable and thought, if anything, she would read them and understand where he was coming from. Rob is annoyed that they're even arguing about social media, but Sophie says there is no difference between what they were arguing about and social media because his posts hurt her just like her actions hurt him. Sophie starts crying, saying he's emotionally exhausting and why can't he just apologize so they can move on? She makes the effort in the relationship to move past their issues and continues to cry as Rob just sits in silence. Sophie says that the only way anything gets resolved is if she apologizes. And Rob just kind of stares her down and shaking his head and finally apologizes for the social media posts. He also admits that his reactions are sometimes lacking and says he's trying. Sophie says it's hard to see he's trying when the result is the same. Sophie says that she wants reassurance that he's able to change and see her side. Sophie wants him to take constructive criticism or a shade, as he puts it, not as an attack. Mm. Sophie thinks that she's finally getting through to him and seeing him be genuine gives her hope. Rob wants her to be able to talk to him and not be scared that it will be a fight. Rob gives a much more sincere sounding apology as they literally kiss and make up. Okay, so I thought that was interesting kind of towards the end. Rob claims that he wants her to be able to come to him, but she's scared to come to him because he does always react poorly. Yeah, it's no, you you want. Yeah, I don't know what he wants. Like, you clearly don't want her to come to you at all. Yeah, Yeah. she's got to come. But like, that's that's the thing. That's always frustrating about it. That's where she's frustrated talking about like this fight won't end until I apologize, right? Mm-hmm. He, he wants her to come. He does want her to bring her frustrations to him. But she has to break his combination lock and sneak past all his defenses and yeah. say it without saying it and imply it like – because when she said, hey, maybe we should get a duvet, he flipped his shit. Yeah, right. Like, and, and yeah, that was his first reaction. And then his second yeah. reaction was like, wait, what's a duvet? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was just like, he, he, she, it's he, at the end of the day, he's like, well, I want her to, you know, ask for the things she wants, but he just doesn't see past him and see it in himself that he takes every request as an accusation. Yeah. It kind of really makes me feel like this guy has issues like very, deeper very, than yeah. Sophie, like insecure Oh, he's possibly the most insecure insecure. person here. Yes. Incredibly insecure. It's so frustrating for Sophie because I I see what she's saying. You know, it's like she she has to be the one to keep her mouth shut to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. If something were to happen to apologize to keep the peace. Right. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, Sophie, like, just stop. Like, if it's this hard, like... There is no peace that is going to be had and you just need to leave. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. This guy, this, she, they should not be together. Nobody no. should be with this guy. He no. needs to, until he fixes himself because yeah. it's like all this stuff. Like he and I, we have to remind, I always have to remind myself, he's like 10 years older than her. Yeah, he right? is. And so like it, it, and, and he basically is like, well, it's your job to make me feel good about myself. 
Like, and if I ever feel bad about myself, then it's your fault for letting me feel bad about myself. Your mom said something that made me feel bad. Like you should have stepped in and made me feel good about it. You're 32 years old. Your yeah. self is, you have, you were in charge of your own self-esteem, my man. Like it is not anybody else's responsibility to make you feel good about yourself. Right. right. Yeah. It does kind of make me wonder, what does his ideal girl look like? Like just someone who's constantly fawning all over him and like telling him. Like making googly eyes at him and telling him he's so awesome all the time. Like that, yeah. that pretty much. And like that's the thing is as it, it, he seems to not understand is if he got his shit together, she wouldn't be on him. Like, right. <laughs> right. And I wouldn't even say she's being that hard on him. She's like not. I could see where what she was saying like. His mom kind of said some things and even she has said some things. And so I feel like there's like this feeling of vindication when her mom like kind of side eyes the fact that the toilet isn't inside. Right. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, I said the same thing. You know, it's like vindication. Like, it's not just me. Other people For sure. think that yes. way. But it's like that ended up being a huge argument, you know, because he was so offended that she could possibly point out. That's a, like That's wild. That's just that's yeah. wild to me that you would think like. When your mom says something that you've already said to me and mm -hmm. confirms what you thought, then agreeing with her is taking her side. You should have taken yeah. my side and said the thing that you don't actually think. You're like, like we've what? already fought about this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah. It's like – and I get like don't pile on. You'd be like, yeah, right, that's what right. it is. Like I, I get that, right? Well, there's some people too who are very much into the, like the united front, right, for appearance's sake. Because I would say that my partner kind of gets like that too, like – he gets like kind of he definitely has gotten mad at me because he's like united front. Like, even if you think that you don't ever say that in front of other people. All right. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I, I don't I, I I get where they're coming from, but I don't know. It's for appearances. And it yeah, it is for appearances. A hundred percent is for appearances because he's not saying it's wrong that I think that or even that it's wrong that I say that. He's saying that it's wrong that I say that in front of other people. So it's like they get a glimpse. Like, into I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm saying to think if that would be like something I would just be like, yeah, yeah, we do fight a lot about that a lot. Like, <laughs> end of, that's it. And like that moving on next, next thing. Right. It's it's it. But he is just so. And then the worst he says that every little thing he says just picks at me like. Because this time, because he ends it with just like, well, I just want to, I just, I'm so glad you're just somebody who's not going to give up on us. And I just really need somebody who's never going to give up. And it's like, what does giving up have to do with anything? I don't, I don't understand. Give up. It just sounds to me like I'm going to continue to be a fuck up and I'm glad that you're going to just keep taking it. That sounds He awesome. kind of like, talks in positive af affirmations yes. and that just generally annoys me too. That's also true too. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. also true. But I mean, at the end of the day, like – I, I agree with what Sophie said, the middle part mm -hmm. where she was just like, he wants credit for trying to change without ever actually changing. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. get credit for trying to change, but being the same shithead all the time. Like it's not, no, you actually have to change. The reality is that Sophie is so much more emotionally intelligent than this guy. And it just seems <sighs> like a he's, bad I think, I, I match. Think, I don't know if it's emotional intelligent. I mean, I think he's just – he's also super manipulative. Mm -hmm. Like – and I, I – I, so he's emotionally intelligent enough to know how to get her to come around to him and yeah. eventually get her to apologize, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> yeah. uh, out of the group you saw today, who was your student of the week? Uh, I'll say Sam. Um, good things. Again, we're getting to the wedding parts and whenever we have wedding parts, they usually – 
you know, pump up the people who got married, right? So he did actually do the conversion, even if it was maybe not as difficult as he made it sound to do. But he did. They got married, got dad's approval. Everything went well for him, you know, except for his mom not showing up. Yeah, uh, I actually weirdly went with Manuel. Um, I feel that he is trying to change by including Ashley in the video call with his mom. And uh-huh. yeah. now the two of them, he ain't freaking out that there's going to be a storm on the beach. To be fair, like that, that would be well his outside. If he was problem. freaking out of it, if he, if he was, that would be well outside of his personality to be freaking out about the wedding. Like, yeah, I, I would very much see him being more like me and being like, oh, my God, there's a hurricane coming. He was like, the officiant's still here, right? Yeah. Well, I think it'd be better for him anyway, because then he could get his family on video. Right. Because yeah. you can't be on. Vi- well, I guess you could if you have someone with the phone. But yeah, you got to have somebody set up a hotspot yeah. or something for you. But he's just and that's part of what makes their relationship. I don't know how it's going to work. He's so much more laid back than she is. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. he's very much like, well, we'll be we'll get married then. Like, it's fine. That's good. Right. All right. So class dunce. I went with Clayton. This was just a juvenile freak out cussing out his sister on the phone. Right. About this. And then at the end of the day, being like, oh, no, my actions had consequences. And she's she might not like like this is again, you said the the, the just jealous reaction was a big red flag. And he's like, oh, no, I was waving this red flag. I didn't expect her to, to, you know, possibly take action over that. What can I do now? Oh, just idiot. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, I went with Clayton, yeah, like for Dunce as well, just for all the same reasons. Just stupid. Um, all right. So uh, what was your life lesson? So my life lesson went to Ashley with the – it, you, you have two options when you have uh, an event, right? Well, I guess there's three. You can, one, not give a shit if it messes up, right, If it, mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen. Two – be have a plan B or three, be flexible enough to kind of come up with a plan B on the fly, right? One of those three things has to happen because things go wrong. And it's just wild for me as from my teacher perspective of like, what are you going to go into a lesson and be like, this is the way I have to do it. And I have no other options. Like, come on, you're going to get eaten alive. Like you have to have plans for what if my computer goes down? What if the internet goes down? What if those things I put oh in the gosh. drawer over there for yesterday are gone like you have to we have to adjust all the time and just to see somebody who's so like inflexible with their plans or any ideas of what could happen is just incredibly frustrating yeah i think my life lesson goes towards sam like if you are that ingenuous about you know following a religion i don't think you should pretend that you do because i think those are the people that like give religion like a bad name in a way, you know, because it's like they aren't really following the t- values and principles, but they say they are in yeah. name. Yeah. I mean, I, do, I I I would say it's a related type person. I don't think Sam is. I don't think you're what we 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 the phrase we used in um early was cafeteria catholics. Mm-hmm. All right. Um I don't think that those are necessarily they're not giving the the they're not great and they don't help. It has, is it really faith? I get they make people question right. religion, right? Mm-hmm. But the people who 
twist the tenets of the religion to achieve their own abusive and selfish ends. Yeah. Those are the people that give religion the bad name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, definitely in this time right now, yeah. but yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, just why are you doing that? Just to marry yep. someone? Well, I mean, he, he's even trying to tell us that he's actually, I'm on board with this. Like, you couldn't, I couldn't be disingenuous if, and, and fake it through this. I had to be, I don't know. I will. Yeah, well, I guess you could fake it till you make it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he's going to pray the five times a day. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> all right. So uh, I think that is all we have from our current couples. Uh, well, no, we didn't see Igor and uh, Nikki. Yes, yes. Who we, I mean, they're not going to get there. They're not even going to get to the U.S. I don't know why no, they're on the season. Not. It's so weird. I don't either. Yeah. But everybody else, we, we have to be wrapping up here soon because everybody else is rapidly getting towards wedding. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we will be back this time next no, week. Do we, we know? won't. We will be back the week after next. Because oh, my goodness. We actually get a week off. Super Bowl. They always get off for the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Well, usually we don't because Love After Lockup is on. I know, but, but now Love After Lockup just finished up. Yeah. So we have oh my week goodness. completely off to next week. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with all this time on our hands. I don't know. It's going to be like two whole weeks between talking to you. It's I gonna know. Be <laughs> okay. So uh, we will be back in two weeks. Yes. So until then. All right. See everybody then. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.